Hey, this is Joe Buca with another episode of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility for their lives. And, you know, I've mentioned in the last month or two that I've been reading Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, and actually I've gone online. He is at Naperville Presbyterian Church in Naperville, Illinois, and started listening to some of his messages. I mean, I am just really blown away and challenged by his understanding and application of the gospel. And this morning when I was working out, I uh, listened to uh, his Palm Sunday message, which very appropriately was Zechariah 9.9, which I'm going to read. It says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Obviously talking about the triumphal entry, triumphant entry um, into Jerusalem and um, um, that we, you know, what we celebrate Palm Sunday. And it just this Easter week has been really significant for me. One, probably one of the sweetest things was my nine-year-old granddaughter sat next to me in a Good Friday service, Atlas, and, uh, and she took communion for the first time. And I was able to really explain to her, you know, that this represents you know, Jesus giving his body for us and laying down his life for us and dying for our sins. And the blood represents his covering of us, covering all of our sin and making us right and righteous so that when God sees us, he sees us as holy. And just in a sweet, just tender way, she snuggled up under my arm and we were able to share communion together. We, at our church, we walked down and got a little cup that had the juice and then the little wafer on the top, kind of one of those um communion uh for uh covid i guess i don't i, I know they pre-existed covid but uh little, little plastic cup with the wafer and the juice all in one kind of thing but you know it was just sweet but but today as i'm reading it just really stood out to me and i went back and spent some time with the lord in the Zechariah 9 passage and and um it's just a picture of god's redeeming humble uh complete love for us and the victory of Jesus riding in uh, humbly on a donkey's colt. And then if you read on in Zechariah 9, it just took, talks about, I think it, it's referring to the return of Christ as well, just the, 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 the power and the awesome nature that he will come in. Um, it, God's humble love really um, kind of is hard for me to even fully grasp. I, so the passage I went to after the Zechariah nine nine was Philippians two, and actually, uh, you know, Philippians two one through four it just talks about, you know, uh, really loving. I, a lot of times I'll use that passage if when I'm performing a wedding, just talk about you know the challenge and the and the joy of marriage is loving one another more than you love yourself, and that's the challenge and both the joy. It's very fulfilling and satisfying. But it's very difficult to be humble like that, and I, and I'm convinced we can only be humble like that with Christ's power to love our spouses, to love others, uh, not to be a doormat, but to serve and to give our lives, uh, much like Jesus did. And so, he, you know, in Philippians two five, I'm going to read uh, verses five through eleven, um, where Paul just says, "You must have the same attitude, attitude of humility that Christ Jesus did, though he was God." He did not 
think of equality as God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every um, uh, and every tongue declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And again, what what an incredible picture of Christ's humility, and and the call for us to again in the in the first few verses of Philippians two, the first four verses, the call to be humble ourselves in loving one another, and and loving, and I think particularly loving those in our family, loving those we have relationships with. You know, loving the lost, loving the found, loving the rebellious, loving the the uh, the people that are uh, somewhat easy to love, but loving the difficult, and the call to really regard one another in high high esteem and to be humble. Um, I I once heard a definition of humility as knowing who you are in light of who God is, and and yeah, I think that's a real simple working definition, but just this idea that we're called to be humble. Um, to um, to serve and to give and to love and the call to abide in Christ and and be humble from God's strength because we humanly uh, we are self protective we're in our flesh we're you know we're um, selfish and 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 as we surrender to the lordship of Christ and as we walk with Christ and continue to ask Him to give us the strength to love others the way God loves us, to be humble with others the way God has stooped down and was humble with us in giving his life as a ransom for us. Anyway, just wanted to share you though, share with those words on the humility of Christ and our need to walk in humility and specifically walk in to surrender to Christ's humility so that we can love and be humble uh, the way he was with us.